Welcome to the Hot Take Sports Podcast, Episode 9, back virtual, but not due to COVID this time, due to 6 to 10 inches of snow that we're currently getting, the first set this week. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple of guests on this episode. We've got all of the BAME kids of the uh, male variety, Brock and Blake. How are you guys doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Kind of sick of being stuck inside, but I'll get over it. Blake? Doing great. Living the dream. All right. How's the rest of the Hot Take Sports crew? Yeah, we'll have Isaac go first. Isaac, how are you doing today? Good. Man of many words. Brady? <laughs> um, Not too bad. I mean, we went straight to a level two, so there's a chance I might not have to go to work tomorrow. So th- there's that. No funny schoolwork, and we're 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 out here recording a podcast right now. So, Clayton, how are you doing today, Clayton? Doing pretty good. Excited that we don't have to go to school tomorrow, so I can get my college work out of the way and go from there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, they they just skipped the delay. They're like, yeah, it's it's too late at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, if the county can skip level one. We can skip our level one. I'm annoyed that you're not wrong in that statement. (laughs) All right, sports. So uh, the Daytona 500 was this past weekend. That's where we'll go ahead and get started this week. So our uh, racing aficionado that we have on today. Brock, kind of uh, break it down for us. What did, what happened? The 63rd annual Daytona 500 did not leave out any surprises when it came to Rex to an unsurprising or to a surprising winning. First, we had the big wreck on lap 14, where 16 different cars were taken out of the race, which then led to a five hour rain delay. Jeez. With then causing it forever to dry and a ton of drafting was involved when it came with after the race had gotten picked back up. Drafting was a major factor in green flag pit stops trying to get back with the rest of the pack trying to keep up the lead trying to get the championship. Denny Hamlin was looking pretty good for the first two stages, won both stages, but then it just all came down to the last few laps. He got shuffled back after getting moved out of the way, and then teammates Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano had both hit each other, caused a major wreck with probably... I'd say somewhere around five or six other drivers with a huge fireball, which caused the caution to come out on the last lap and Michael McDowell crossing the finish line under yellow. Which, by the way, this is Michael McDowell's first career win, and he never even technically crossed the finish line, (laughs) which is actually what I wanted to bring up about it. 
Thanks for letting me not finish, but okay. Hey, a it win's was, a win. Hey, Brock, it was my fact, and you sounded like you were done, so I was taking it from there. Hey, we can all be NASCAR analysts here, Man, Brock. Tell- yeah, Brock. Well, you can really feel the chemistry in the BAME crew. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Brock, you have anything else on the Daytona? On Michael McDowell winning. Many people do not agree with him winning on how he shouldn't have won that race. But he actually deserves the win because even if there wasn't a wreck, like if there wasn't the yellow thrown out, he had a big enough run from getting pushed by Denny Hamlin that he would have still made it past Chase Elliott and other cars coming up on the bottom to win the Daytona 500. So you think it was completely legit and there shouldn't be any argument with it? There shouldn't be an argument with it. That is just my opinion. Other people have their own. Fair enough. That's all I got. Isaac has no opinion because he can't hear. I I don't know enough about racing to really have an opinion on it, which is why I was happy to have Brock come on. Yeah. That's the rundown. Yeah, that's right. He and I were just talking about it on the way back from bowling. I did see that uh, Bubba Wallace was the first black driver to ever have a lead. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So shout out to him. Team twenty three eleven. Yeah, I'm the Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin owns team. Oh, Bubba's team. Yes, Isaac Bubba's team. By the way, for for those of you who have no clue why you can't hear Isaac, it's because there's a five person limit on. Recording rooms, so Isaac's currently on FaceTime and will be joining us when Brock leaves. He waved, yes. but we we didn't wave back. And that's the uh, the glories of being virtual. You gotta kind of make it up as you go along, I guess. Kind of gotta kind of grind through the static and the limitations. Brock, do you have anything else? Not that I can think of. No. So All what's right. what's the next major race after this? The next major race is next Sunday back at Daytona for the Daytona Road Course. Okay. okay. So who are you cheering for in that one? I guess kind of as our send-off for you. Or who's your hot take? Who's going to win it? Who's your, who are you cheering for, but who's winning it? Based on the last – based on the Daytona Clash and the last road course race, I'd say probably the most – the two drivers that – Peak my interest the most coming into that race is the 12 of Ryan Blaney and the 9 of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott won the race last year and came very close to winning the Clash, which they ran the road course. Ryan Blaney came really close, but the last lap crash had caused them both to lose to Kyle Busch. But I'd say Blaney and Chase Elliott. Brock, do you have a favorite driver? Not one in particularly. I like too many. All right, fair enough. Kyle Bush. Hey, I can be a Bush fan, but I have other people too. Yeah, Brock, I know, but you're, to me, you're, you're a predominantly Kyle Bush fan. Hey, Brady's a college kid. He's a Bush fan too. <laughs> no, I'm not. Right. Never had Bush in my life, Matt. Don't you dare pin <laughs> that on your right. Yeah, we have a dry campus. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, man, I don't live there, so to me, it's dry. 
my my dorm is my dorm is dry. I don't know about any other ones, but my dorm is dry. Yeah, other than Mountain Dew. If your Duke. dorm wasn't dry, <laughs> mom would kill you. That's also true. This is also true. Brock, thanks for joining us, giving us a little update in the racing world. Thank you for having me. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have you back on eventually when another uh, major race comes around. Give us a little, little insight. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Brock. Mm-hmm. Bye, Brock. Thank you. Yep. All right, Isaac. Now you can join. And now we're down to two babes. Oh, and he hung up. So here it comes. I'm gonna die inside if the link doesn't work. I'm not gonna lie to you. Wait for it. Wait for <gasps> it. Oh, it did still work. Yeah. I'm here. Chefky. Well, all the fans of the Hot Take Sports, welcome, Isaac. To the podcast, 20 minutes into recording. I'm Glad to have sorry. you. No, it's Obviously. okay. We just didn't know that there was a, a person limit of five. Because, you know, there's usually only four of us. So we hadn't, like, tested the limit yet. So that's good to know yeah. for future reference. So in other words, when we have one special guest on, unless they live with our other special guest, probably going to be harder to do. All right, Isaac, I know that's you making me echo, so stop it. All right, where do you guys want to go? Because So, do we want to start in the NBA? Uh, let's go with the NFL. Okay. I'll, because, I'll... I mean, our, our farthest back to item is, our, you know, the NFL. All of yeah. Fair enough. Since we skipped over that last podcast. All right. Okay, so we're just going to start there? Sure. All right. I mean, we don't have too much to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. The big names, I guess, were kind of the ones that we were most concerned about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's really only two, like, big names that we're all, like, genuinely familiar with. And Peyton Manning and Calvin Johnson, who made the Hall of Fame. I thought, I thought they were both very well deserved. I I honestly think Calvin Johnson probably could have been legal a little bit longer, meaning we wouldn't be having this conversation yet. But nonetheless, still a Hall of Fame career. I mean, for sure, they were both first ballot too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, were both they were first, first ballot for first sure. Ballot. I just, I just wish Megatron would have played longer because I actually really liked watching him play as a tiny child. Well, you can't really blame him for like leaving though, because that guy oh, yeah, was I never know. on a good team. Never, he never had any help. Well, well, that and his, uh, didn't he like retire because of how many concussions he had? Too, I thought it was mostly. I think a it was a combination success. I think it was a combination. It was lack of team success. Let me, let me look it up. No, I can act the Lions fan. That's literally right up front. Yeah, he he just didn't want to play for the Lions anymore. Boom. Yeah, I'm about to oh, yeah, it says Johnson decided, Johnson decided to retire because he did not want to be a part of a team who continued to, continued to struggle, and the health mm-hmm. also played a reason. Wait, why the heck did he not come to the Packers, man? So it was definitely a combination of both. Well, Detroit, Detroit wouldn't let him go. Play. Yeah, Detroit wouldn't let him go. Dang. It's kind of, kind of like the same thing when Robert Gronkowski retired when uh, he got the phone call that he was being he got traded to Detroit. He goes, "You can't trade me. I'm retired." Calvin Johnson would still be in the league. Just oh, saying. For sure, somebody would want him. How old? How old even is Calvin Johnson? Like Thirty-five or thirty-six, I think. And as dominant that he was, he would just be getting single team now as opposed to double yeah. team. So yeah, he retired when he was thirty. So yeah, he'd be thirty-five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty-five. So, yeah, he can still be in the league. Yeah, you're right. You can pull Michael Jordan. 
He had a little bit longer of a break at this point. Yeah. Than, uh, old Michael did. No, I I think I think if anyone's gonna come out of retirement, it's gonna be Andrew Luck. But we'll save that for I a little bit yet. I don't see Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. I think I he's think done. Andrew Luck is done yeah. as well. I don't think that there's. I don't think he'll come back out. Oh, the Colts owner did say that he is welcome if he ever wants to come back. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's still in like thirty. So, I mean, if, if he ever decides he misses it, he's on as long as he's still in shape. But I mean, speaking of the Colts, Colts and Broncos legend Peyton Manning was the other notable one. Famously, which I mean, every, everybody knew that was happening. Yeah. yeah. No surprise if Manning was the first battle hall of famer. Ended on top in Super Bowl Fifty. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting game because I watched a little bit of Super Bowl Fifty. I mean, obviously Cam didn't jump on the fumble and he played terribly. Well, we see but where he also, is now. Also, talking talking team. about that. Actually, he's a free agent, so thank you. Ooh, he Ooh. was on a touche. Yeah, well, they were a good team until week four. But, you know, that's, that's usually how that goes. But I actually saw a comparison to Cam Newton in that game and Patrick Mahomes' play in Super Bowl 55. Everyone's like, it's all Cam's fault, put in the garbage. But um, everyone was like, but the receivers blew, blew it for Mahomes, which is actually true. The receivers did blow it for Mahomes. So there are so many people like, comparing it. I'm just like, you people are fools. Patrick Mahomes was literally falling on his face and still throwing dots. The receivers were just playing like garbage. You're not wrong. And one of them hit one of the wide receivers right in the face. He did the most. It was it was just interesting for sure. But no, I mean, yeah, I I think NFL Hall of Fame is pretty solid consensus between the five of us. The the those two main ones got in for us. We're we're all solid with it. Yeah, honestly, those are the only two names that I even yep, knew. So I agree. Yeah. Those were the only two names that really like jumped out at me that I recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But going off of Peyton Manning and. Quarterbacks, I mean, everyone's making it sound like Jimmy G is staying in San Francisco. The, um, the the Eagles came out and said that they're trying to package Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz together, which I think is very interesting. But, I mean, I I think that that actually makes the Colts gonna uh, end up being where they both land because the Wentz – the Wentz – the Colts have shown interest in both of them because, like, I saw it, it said, like, the Seahawks and Colts have interest in Ertz, and if they truly are trying to package Ertz and Wentz together, then they'll both end up being Indianapolis Colts come the start of next year. How old is Carson Wentz? Um, I like that because, yeah, yeah, something like that. I thought he was either 26 or 28, so yeah. Probably. Old means he's pretty young. I, I think we've talked about this before. Young enough Probably. where he could still I'm say, yeah, because he and Goff were the same thing. Today. Wait, what, what Young enough to where he still could be an effective player in the NFL today. 
just yeah. not for the bag that he's getting. Yeah, he he's twenty eight. Yeah. Mm, so. He still has potential. I mean, yeah, yeah, he could always go back to being a late bloomer. But I mean, I don't even know if I call him a late bloomer because, like, he had played really well until they started getting hurt all the time. I don't know. I just feel like the Colts need to get young. I think they need to draft a quarterback at this point. But I mean, if they want to try to go to another guy that they're hoping is in their prime, I mean, they can try. But I think the ceiling on that team isn't as high as they want it. Bless you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, they they drafted, like, uh, a quarterback. Yeah, they drafted a quarterback heading into the last, the, this most recent season. He was actually projected to be like, um, like a late, late first, early second rounder. But then they took him in like the fourth round. So I mean, they've got him stashed back there. I mean, Brissett's a free agent. Rivers is gone. So I mean, he's currently I think the only quarterback on their roster. So I mean, they're definitely gonna do something. But yeah, I mean, Isaac Clayton Blake. What do you guys think? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, he can go to a lot of different places, so I don't know. It'll be. Are you, is your Wi Fi going out? Because I could like barely understand you. Uh, I don't think so. Is, that, is, is uh, Isaac cutting in and out for you guys, too? I think he's just currently. Really. I don't know. I'm going to say he's just kind of cutting in and out for me. What are we talking about again? I zoned out there for a second. I was looking something up. Um. The Colts. Uh, We're what? still on Wentz and Ertz and going to the Colts or somewhere else. I think the Colts should maybe kind of go in the direction that the Browns tried to go in with Baker Mayfield. You kind of got to bring in like an older guy, like a Jacoby Brissett or a guy like Tyrod Taylor. And then you draft a quarterback and let him learn from the vet for a year. And then you give him the keys to the franchise and say good luck. But wasn't that Philip Rivers last year? Yeah, but who did they draft? Uh, Jacob Eason. Did he even play at all last season? Exactly. Nope. So I think that they should still have a veteran on the roster to kind of mentor him and make sure he's staying on track. Can you, can you hear me now? Okay, I just switched yeah, over to the house and told me just reconnecting. All right. Um, Blake. I don't know. Is, so is what, Matt? Is Carson Wentz too expensive of a veteran for that, then Clayton? Or do you think if you're going to go get Carson Wentz, he's got to be your starter for the money that they'd have to pay him. I think that that's way too much money to have a guy that's going to supposedly sit behind the bench, sit behind the bench, sit on the bench for the guy that he's supposed to be out there mentoring for $35 million. That's a pretty expensive piece to not be playing. Yeah. Like, like for me, that's like, for me, like that's why I think the Eagles are going to trade him because you're not going to pay a guy $35 million to sit on the bench. I mean, I think probably the only guy getting paid excess of like $10 million to sit on the bench is Nick Foles. And that's because he was supposed to be a starter originally. Well, he's a starter right now. Well, yeah, because he's the only quarterback on the Bears roster right now. 
I still think they'll sign true resign Trubisky. But but say Bray, that brings up my next question. What do you think the Bears are gonna do? I think the Bears are gonna bring back Trubisky. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Anyway, um what do you guys think the Bears are gonna do? I think they'll I... trade for Deshaun Watson. I think you're on crap. They don't have the draft. Yes, thank you, Blake. Thank you for finally chiming in. Yeah, they don't. They don't have any capital of any sort. Not even just draft capital. Don't even have the salary either. Well, that's why you choose Nick Foles. But, you know. The Texans don't want Nick Foles. Except for the Eagles, but that's because he's only good in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, the, the the Texans want Deshaun Watson, so they're they're not going to get what they want. One way we actually talked about it in my sports ethics class today. They they cut JJ Watt. He like he wanted out. They cut him. Deshaun Watson wants out. Like I mean, I know it's not quite the same situation, but I mean, if you let if you let your defensive superstar out because he wanted out, you might as well let the other one go out, uh, out and just go complete rebuild. I mean, it's what you should do anyway. You already, like, I mean, I know Bill O'Brien's gone, but you already traded Deshaun, or Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, you might as well. It's it's pretty much Deshaun Watson and the Bad News Bears at this point on offense. But that's why it would have made sense to get something for both of them, but they just let J.J. Yeah. Watt walk, which still confuses me, but... They definitely could have got something in trade value. I don't know. What, where do you guys all think JJ Watt's gonna land? Blake, I'm pretty sure I already know what you're gonna say, but so we'll, I'll say I'll save you for last. Hey, oh, I've, you have two teams. I have two teams. So. Making you first. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. So he's either gonna go to the Steelers and play with his two brothers. Or he's going to go to the Packers. Now, I'm. I want you to explain why why you think he could go to Green Bay. I actually, I actually have reasons to agree with both of those. I just want to hear what your reasoning is. Well, I mean, in that one video, he was wearing a Wisconsin sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not like he's from Wisconsin yeah. or anything. Could you know help help Green Bay bring bring a uh, uh, help Aaron Rodgers bring a trophy back to Green Bay, help his hometown team that he grew up as a fan of for like ever and ever. You know that that's not part of it at all. Clinton, uh, save me for a little bit here. I still need to think. All right, um, I'll I'll go to you, Matt. I don't I don't really have much. I don't have an idea of where I think he's going to go, but I would enjoy seeing him go to the Steelers, of course. I think one more solid contract for J.J. Watt. I think he'll be willing to take the pay cut to play with his brothers. I think that would be fun to watch. Um, I would love to see him go to the Packers because I think that would be a great last staple for their defense, maybe get him over the hump. And I think I saw that they wanted to bring Aaron Jones back, so that'll, you know, bolster their running game even more. And then, of course, I'd like to see him go to the Browns just because that's another edge rusher for them to just even more improve an already solid defense. Yeah. See, I see I think even if he takes the takes like the minimum, I 
I still don't think Pittsburgh has the money. Unless they literally get rid of, like, all their huge guys. They've got the money. I mean, that's that's not that hard. I mean, they have more money than Green Bay, so. I mean, I guess I didn't realize. I didn't, didn't like didn't realize how bad Green Bay's cap situation is. I mean, I didn't didn't even think it was that bad. How bad is their cap space, Blake? Oh, they're like negative thirty. Bad, you're good. Step. I'm gonna say definitely not Saints bad. Not Saints yeah. bad, but Blake, who is like the bad contract on that team? Like, is there like any bad contracts? I mean, which Smith really. brother is it that you don't like, even though they're not excellent brothers? Preston, that's what I thought. Preston. Well, he's got a he's got a fairly sized contract, doesn't he? I don't know. No. I don't know. For me, I think the Packers just need to find the money because Jair Alexander is also going to reach free agency here soon. Oh, are they, are they both next year? <laughs> they got to find money mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, that or go out on top next year. Their cap's only negative 20. They're fine. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, from from what all we've talked about, it seems like the two most likely teams are also in the negative cap space. So, they probably have to get close to, close to a minimum. Unless they can share big money. But the Browns have positive I was going to say, yeah, the, the, Browns, the Browns look like they're actually in a pretty good spot for them right now. I'm about to say, if we're the Browns, I still want them on a minimum. Because we have to pay Nick Chubb next year. We have to I'm just going to next point year. Out to Denzel's you, coming up. J.J. Watt is not the age where he should be a minimum player, Isaac. J.J. Watt no. is not minimum contract. No, but well, you still I mean, want yeah, to get as cheap as you can. That's what I, I'm getting at. But, but I think if... He shouldn't be he shouldn't be taking a minimum but, contract. That's the thing. But he didn't exactly put himself in a great spot to yeah, be offered a bunch but of I money. mean at the same time, I think if if it's a team that he's not like completely sold on and they have cap space, he's not gonna be asking for he's gonna want more than more than the, the minimum. A team like the Packers where he could be sold on and depending on how the I, I don't know if he could really be sold on the Steelers either. But he could be sold enough since his brothers are there that he'd be willing to take that. I was going to say, I think it would be very easy to look for him to walk in there and say, hey, just give me the minimum. I want to play with my brothers. And they'd be like, okay, deal. Like, I mean, that's a no-brainer. And I could definitely see him being a person that would I've also seen Watt links to, you know, the good old retirement place for everyone and their mother right now in Tampa Bay. Everyone's going there to make sure they get their ring. I've seen I've seen him linked there, especially because Shaq Barrett's gonna look for the bag. That he led this league in sacks. Not, uh, I guess it's two seasons ago now. He led the league in sacks. He had like twenty six or something like that. But across his career, he's only made twenty five million total, and sixteen million of that was this season because he was under franchise tag. So I mean, wow. He's a upper tier pass rusher. He's gonna be looking for the bag, and JJ Watt could easily fill that void. <laughs> pretty much just an aging, dominant defensive line. I mean, I, I guess it's only like two out or three out of the four, 
between uh, JPP, Dominican Sue, and JJ Watt at that point if they were to get JJ Watt. Yeah. Well, since we're on Tampa Bay, I guess we'll give our quick, uh, I guess it's not really a shout out, but our, our condolences to Vincent Jackson, who died today, or was found dead today, I guess, in, uh, in Florida. Former three-time Pro um, Bowl wide receiver. He played for the Buccaneers and the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot he played for the Chargers. I, I saw that. I looked at the tweet a little bit ago, but yeah. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, that's sad any time sure. you hear that. Yeah. Um. So, J.J. Watt's out of Houston. James Harden's out of Houston. Russell Westbrook's out of Houston. Deshaun Watson's trying to get out of Houston. Who's next? Like, and what's so bad about Houston? <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> point out no good restaurants there. around there. You know, that could I'm be just it. Gonna... <laughs> I'm just gonna point out restaurants in Houston. The... It's Texas. The trash can saga. There's always good all. food in Texas. Yeah, there's the trash cans. <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Pretty much. But, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, John, I mean, I don't know if John Wall necessarily want out. Well, he doesn't I mean, get a yeah. choice. He's getting kicked out eventually. Well, I mean, not to run, run away from the topic here, but John Wall had a 18 and 4 after the first quarter tonight and has returned to D.C. <laughs> well, yeah, he's back in Washington. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably going to be Boogie or John Wall that's out next. Not necessarily by request. I just think it's going to be one of them, period. I'm interested to see how they uh, build around yeah. Oladipo and Christian they, Wood. I mean, I mean, Oladipo could leave him for agency, but I, I think he'll stay. And, I mean, Christian Wood's kind of stuck there. I don't remember how long he signed a deal for, but he's going to be there a hot minute. Yeah. Three years. No one is stuck anywhere in any sport. He's not stuck. If I was making that much money a year, I would shut up money and take my beatings. But none of them are stuck. They're going to sit out until they're traded. Well, I mean, Blake Griffin's getting sat out. (laughs) Blake Griffin's not stuck either. They don't want him. Oh, I I also have one more uh, thing to add add to the NFL now that I think I just remembered it. Russell, like, okay, he's not going to get traded. They already said that. But Russell Wilson said that he wants more protection and he wants more say in, um, like, all the personnel type stuff. What do you guys think about that? Sounds like an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a team leader. Yeah. They always. Oh, yeah, I just, like I just know he's tired of getting rocked. So, I mean, yeah, he came out and said it. Well, I would be too. Oh, I mean, I'm sure everybody would be. I just, I've just never seen Russell Wilson's like that vocal of, like, a player when it comes to like the issues, like that kind of stuff, and like personnel hiring and stuff like that. Well, well, you're fair enough. And the poor man has so never, ever got an MVP vote. So, actually, I wonder if that changed this year. Probably not, but I'm sure I didn't think so. It didn't. Uh, um, but I mean, 
Back to Houston, yeah. I don't know who's going to be out of Houston next. I mean, he could be. rid of George Carlos Correa. There's another one. Since it's open Mike night, I found I got bored today, right? Oh, boy. We weren't at school, and I just started, you know, doing what I do, which is Googling. I looked up the guy with the most professional MMA fights. I want you guys to guess how many he's had. 92. All right. There's one. Blake, what's your guess? 117. Wait, Clayton, you said, you said MMA, right? Correct. Matt, what's your guess? 100. Man. MMA. MMA UFC fights. fights, you said, or MMA? In his career... Man, I don't even know, because I think you're you're not doing more than, I mean, six a year would be pushing it, and even if you do that for twenty years, that's still only a hundred and twenty, and I still feel like I'm short on that number. So I'm gonna go one thirty-five, and still be amazed right. when you tell me. Isaac, do you have an actual guess? Uh, a hundred and seventy. Alrighty, none of you guys were actually close. There's a named Travis Fulton who has fought in 320 sanctioned MMA fights. Yeah. In wow. In addition to that's, 320 that's MMA fights, this dude has fought in 75 professional boxing matches, in which he's been knocked out 33 times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know how this guy is still alive. Yeah. We need to we need to find this At guy. At what point do you give up? So that's almost He's 400 fights. How long his is his last career? fight was in 2019 and he hasn't officially retired yet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 43. How old is he? Was. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's probably been fighting for 20 years. Like I said, I truly still... don't know oh, how this guy goodness. is still alive. He's been fighting since 1996. <laughs> yeah, wow. 25 so that's, years. So, that's like what? Almost nine fights a year? Ten? Oh, that's I way think. more than nine. Yeah, no wonder he, yeah, was so he, probably, he doesn't give himself did, like, time a fight to actually train. Oh, point. This guy has been knocked out 26. No, he's been submitted 26 times, got knocked out 13 times, lost by decision 14 times, and lost by DQ once. He's so won this... 250. He's won 255 MMA fights. So he's won more fights than most people have. I mean, <laughs> participated in. Oh, like quadruple that number. Yeah, ten times that number. Yeah. This man's only been knocked out 46 times. Well, because you got to think, didn't Conor McGregor say that he wanted to fight three times yeah, in 2020? Yeah, COVID got in the way of that. Yeah. Like, he's not pushing himself there three times. And this guy's averaging nine a year. Averaging nine a year. We don't even actually know what he did. Crazy. <laughs> I say this guy fights Jake Paul. Okay, Blake. There's Blake's hot take of the day. I'm just going to be the one to say it. 
Daniel's audition for Hot Takes Blake hasn't talked yet. He's he's waiting for the NBA. The NBA is his time to shine. He he, he's got a hot take that I firmly believe will cement his his uh, audition tape. Well, why don't we go to it then? We can switch gears and head over to the NBA. uh... Way to hype it yeah, up, Brady. So now if it's bad, you're gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> well, more more like an idiot. Yeah, it's a nuke take, guys. It's a nuke take. So well, it's a really right. really hot take. Okay, relax there, Sparky. The whole group will judge if it's a nuke take or not. All right, go for oh, it. it Blake. Is. The floor is yours. Okay, so the Washington Wizards are gonna end up making the playoffs. Well, that's a basketball thing. That is not a nuke take. Um, no, that is definitely not a nuke take. And everybody knows the Washington Wizards are the worst team in the NBA. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we said we were switching gears. That, that's why I said the NBA is his time to shine. No, I said the yeah, NBA. I thought you said yeah. the NFL is his time to shine. All right, my bad. But Blake, okay, actually, Blake, just explain why they don't think. I mean, they're bad, but you know. Okay. This year, you think the Wizards so they are making the playoffs this yeah. year? They're only five games back, and they've played three less games than the eight seed. And isn't playing games is like bad. seven through ten seeds? It was just eight nine. I didn't know if it was seven through ten or it was seven, just eight nine. No, eight and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought playing was only in the West, and it was seven through ten. That's a good question. I'm gonna look that up. Okay, maybe. I don't know. But say if the West is doing, why can't the East do it? Not the West the has good teams. Why does the AL <laughs> have a? Uh... PH, you know, that's a great question. So, all right. So Blake thinks the Wizards are making the playoffs. This I mean, year. I, I, I think they could. How? How and why? Who, who's dropping out? Who's gonna start or continue playing bad? Who's gonna start playing that well for them? That's gonna be able to carry them to the playoffs. Because as we've seen over the last four years, Bradley Beal can't do it. I feel like they'll just like get hot, and Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal will just. I mean, right now the six, other. seven, and eight seeds are the Hornets, Knicks, and Raptors, who all have fifteen losses, which is indeed only two more than the Wizards. Because the only reason the Wizards are the fifteen seed is because they're seven and seventeen. Because they, you know, obviously like Bullock said, they haven't played as much. But I mean. I mean, the Cavs are a 13 seed at 10 and 18. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on, on like, to me, how the Wizards, like, make up their games. That is true. That's true. I mean, they can yeah, always trade for Andre Drummond. I, I think he's going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> what are the Wizards going to trade to the Cavs for Andre Drummond? I mean... They can literally uh, turn like a second round I, pick in cash. Can I say one thing? Not happening. Uh, so I actually saw Dude, some not interesting even offers. 
Yes, I know it's Bleacher Report. We we all firmly, firmly like are like sometimes confused by Bleacher Report. But I mean, I saw them having a, I mean like a trade where he ended up in Dallas. So there was one where he ended up in Charlotte for for Zeller, Biombo, and Malik Monk. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other ones were. There were a couple, a couple of three team trades. There was one between ooh, the Nuggets were involved, and now I'm blanking out who the other one was. I mean, oh, I think it was actually the Raptors. I think it was the Raptors and the Nuggets. With uh, Drummond going to the Raptors, had the Cavs getting like Gary Harrison picks. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But I don't know. I definitely think Drummond to either the Raptors or the Hornets would be very interesting. I mean, I I, I definitely think Cody Zeller would probably get sent back in a money exchange to some degree there. I I mean, they're dead. Absolutely fleece someone. They've been pretty good at it. Just get a bunch of draft capital for Andre Drummond. I mean, Drummond I, mean I think season. I think that depending on where he goes, he could probably he probably sign an extension. I mean, if he goes to Dallas, I don't like I don't know how I don't know what Dallas's cap scenario is looking like, but I mean, I think if he went to Dallas, formed a big three with KP and Luca, I, I think he'd stay. I think a guy like Andre Drummond would be great for Kristaps because then he wouldn't have to be under there getting rebounds. He can just stand at the three-point line, which is what he wants to do anyways. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I think he'd actually be a great fit in Dallas now that I talk more about it. But I think that'd be terrifying for some of the rest of the West. Like, I mean, obviously. The, the one the one thing I'm praying for is Kevin Love gets treated somehow. In that yeah, period. there's no way. I don't think so. I don't see I'm, that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I mean, keep praying. I never anticipate. Like, I never really thought about it before, like as an in-season thing. But seeing the Pistons think about buying out Blake Griffin's contract, could the Cavs do the same with Kevin Love? Yeah. Are they? I I I thought I thought their uh, I thought their AAV was about the same. Like, obviously, yeah. Like, like I know it's three years. But it's three years. Kevin Love's yeah. still on the book for true. years. This is Blake Griffin's last year, which uh, makes well, it triple uh, the buyout. I mean, I, think, I, think I mean, it would be interesting. I don't think a team would hop on it, but it would be interesting. I, I, I have no clue what the Cavs are going to do with Kevin Love because they, he needs to be gone. They're they're ready to move on without him. Yeah, it, it's time. But the Cavs yeah. aren't rushing into a championship. That's the good thing. They're in a slow rebuild, so they don't have to rush to get Kevin Love off the books to get the yeah. money back. Because obviously yeah. they're doing just fine with him just sitting on the bench. <laughs> Being injured. Collecting his um, Speaking of the playoffs, Carson and I were actually talking about the NBA playoffs today uh, while we were in our, in our gym class. And it occurred to me today that as it sits, I'm only taking it because I have Imagine to. Calm down, Sparky. It was all my required classes for sports management. So leave me alone. It's a team of individual sports class. But right now, the Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets are all on the same portion of the bracket. 
And the Lakers and Nuggets would actually be a first round matchup right now. The the uh the Clippers would match up with the Spurs. Then you would have Utah against either the Warriors or Grizzlies, and then Phoenix Portland in the other half. Well, I mean, yeah, I yeah, know. There's well, also still like, like 50 games left in the season. I, I know. I just like I'm realized that I was like, that would be very exciting. interesting. Like, it ended today. That would be very, very interesting to see how that played out. The playoffs will be fun to watch this year because both sides will be very competitive yeah. until now, the actual I also, finals. I also have a question for all of you guys as well. I mean, right. we've 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 already talked about Utah and being their number one, like how they're the number one seed right now. I mean, that's them holding it from the Lakers, no, no clue. But flipping to the other side, do you guys think the Seventy Sixers will be able to finish the year as the one seed, or do you think they will secede to the Bucks or the Nets? I think they'll be the uh, one seed. I could see either way. I mean, it. it... I think they were going to make it out of the East last year in the bubble until Ben Simmons got hurt. And then their team just fell apart. Especially since they added Seth Curry. He adds a whole new dimension to their team. And yeah, that's true. Playing I've, like I've seen them beat MVP Yoke this year. So. As like uh, under-the-radar MVP candidates. Really? Neither of them are under the radar. They're the top three with LeBron. I mean, yeah, yeah I guess I'm being more than Jokic for sure. That also brings me to my other question. Blake and I were talking about it last night because we were talking about like the draft and and like our team stuff like that. And we got to, and so I asked him where he would put Rudy Gobert and like in retrospect with the rest of the league. Blake, I mean Blake qualified KP as a as a center and AD as a as a power forward, but he had Gobert like five or six, I think. Blake, Blake, does that sound right? Yeah. So like, where where? Yeah. Yeah, about five behind who? Embiid. I think it was Cat and KP, right, Blake? I think, I think that's the other two. Yeah, home, Yeah. I'm gonna say, do you, yeah. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I'm saying, I just yeah. wanted to hear your guys' opinions. That we'll also get your opinions on. I mean, we can do draft for probably Jarrett Allen now at this point, and obviously Cat. But I think we're all gonna be same boat on Cat. So Jared Allen hasn't gotten to his full form enough. His full maturity and I mean, as an NBA there, player like, to be ranked. Where'd you put him? Like up with any top, of them? Like, would you just put him like in the upper half, or like like on the bubble to being upper half? Because I mean, like, I mean, top top of teams. So he's, he's like in the middle somewhere. Like he's not the most center in the league, but I'm still I'm still taking I'm still taking DeAndre um DeAndre Aiden. And Miles Turner and guys like that over him, but uh, I'll yeah. put him above I, I like a Mitchell I'm about Robinson. Say, um, I can get by Robinson. Not that he matters I'm right now. Say, Allen has. Sure. I definitely take him above right. uh, Isaac go ahead. Jordan. Oh, I think uh, Jared Allen 
could be the best center in the NBA one day defensively. Okay, but where, where do you where do you think he is mm-hmm. like right now? I mean, he's in the middle of the pack, to maybe just under the top tier. So you have like what eleven or twelve? Yeah, around Clinton. I would have him in the mid to late teens because I know this has been brought up, but he's only twenty two at Jason Tatum. So. He's only 22. (laughs) Could he get there? Yeah, for sure. I think that he could develop into a reliable center for the Cavs that the Cavs could build around. Is he there yet? No, but could he be there in two years, three years, maybe even next year? Yeah, for sure. And I don't blame the Cavs looking at trading Drummond right now to try and get him more playing time and make him better. Yeah. Yeah, um, Blake. What about you? I guess you're. I guess you and I really the only job put Drummond some or not Drummond, Jared Allen somewhere. Okay, I I think yeah, I'm with Matt on this one. Like, 13, I think 14, he's like somewhere in the 10 to 20 range. I mean, he's definitely got upside. So, I mean, yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, and then we already asked Blake his uh, his placement on Gobert, so. Um, Isaac, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Clayton and Matt. I think I would have Gorver like anywhere between seven. Who you have, if he's at seven? Who are you putting out of him? Um, I'd probably put Pazingas. Drummond would be up there, but he's not playing. Say, right I now. wouldn't put Drummond in the top five. Drummond is not a top. Five I, I barely put Gobert in the top five, and he's my center. Um, this center's out there. Yeah, definitely better. Clayton, I would put Gobert probably. I was doing a little bit while you guys were saying that. I, I'm just struggling to come up with names that would be better. But I know he's not a top five center, but he's for sure a top ten center, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's going to be behind Embiid, Jokic, and Kat. Like, at least. So. Um, Matt? I mean, I... <laughs> I don't really agree with you. I'm oh, definitely I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And Jokic are the top two centers in the league. And you can put them either direction, and I'm not going to complain too much. But, I mean, they're the top two centers in the league for completely different re- reasons. So, it's in some way apples to oranges. Yeah, Like I said, anyone can put them however they want. I don't know... If Cat is my number three center in the league yet, um, he's also only played about five games, and he's known as one of the best offensive big men ever. But we haven't even seen that that much, and you have to back it up with defense, yeah. Which he has played good defense this year, but again, we haven't seen it that much, and it hasn't been consistently over seasons. 
which is where Gobert comes in, and he's consistently at least top three for a defense player of the year. Here, here, in in my opinion, don't get me wrong, I gave Rudy Gobert a lot of crap at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Partially just because it was fun to make fun of you and to make you mad. But it is more important as a center to be a defensive presence than an offensive presence. And with the way that the Jazz play offense, Gobert's job is to move around the paint, get into different positions, and wait for a lob or catch a rebound, which is everything that he does. You know who can't do that is Christoph Porzingis. You can put a six foot five guy on KP and he will stand at the three point line. Instead of walking into a paint, catching a pass, and just setting it in the hoop over top of him. Because he refuses to be a center. So I mean you can put him as a center if you want, but he's really not. Already yeah. Which is why I said that Drummond in Dallas would be good because then he can just stand out there and doesn't have to get his hands dirty. But Rudy Gobert is a guy that will get his hands dirty, which is why I have him as number three. I'm gonna say, I, right I, now I, in the I season, I'll put him over Cat. Does, does that mean you have Cat at four then? I, was gonna yeah. Say, yeah, I think the top four are pretty good. Because I don't even know who I'd put at five, honestly. Yeah. It wouldn't be, I mean, for it me, wouldn't be I think it just kind of depends on like what we're like, where like is AD going to be classified as a four or a five? Because AD is classified as a five. To me, he's a top three. I'd put Cat at four at that point. I mean, I think Gobert is probably four or five, depending on what AD classifies. Oh, Honestly, that that's who, I would that's almost who, put who else Blake put over Cat Gobert? Right Ooh, I that's totally who Blake put over Gobert was, was Vukovic. I totally yeah. forgot about him. I yeah, I all forgot about Vukovic. Vukovic, Blake, Blake did say that yesterday. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Vukovic probably right now is in my top five. Now that, now that I think about it, I mean, he to me he's he's got beat out the likes of uh, Miles Turner and Andre Drummond. So, I mean, and I don't think I don't know if Bam Adebayo. I mean, Bam Adebayo could technically be a top ten, I guess. So, yeah, at this point, at this point, Bam oh, yeah, is most sure. definitely a top ten center. All right. Anything else in closing? Anybody got any updates on their team? The Blues lost the seven game series today against uh, the Coyotes. They lost one nothing in Game Seven. Oof. Uh, I feel obligated to say it now too. Oof. Thank you for your condolences. <laughs> Thank you. Blake, you want to cap it off for me? <laughs> Blake. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we do feel for you. Um, Clayton, how are the Red Wings looking right now? Uh, we've started to have an upside, I guess. We've started to have everybody healthy, which is good. Um, I know they've beaten the Panthers and they've beaten the Predators within the last two weeks. Uh, They lost to the Blackhawks yesterday, I believe. They're down 2-1 with 13 left in the second period right now to the Blackhawks. That's plenty of time. I'm... Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I've said this multiple times on this podcast, and I will continue to say I'm truly not concerned about the future of the Red Wings. I'm not. 
Yeah, and Isaac, before we go to you with with your Blue Jackets, I watched the Blue Jackets blow a two one lead within the last five right. minutes of regulation, and then got freaking <laughs> finessed in OT. But I don't even, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who it was that shot it, but Clayton. Yes, thank you. Blackhawk. But Clayton, if I want you to go back and try to find the clip because I think that was the luckiest extra touch to put it in I've seen in a while. It was <laughs> it was literally insane. Like he shot it, he barely put his stick on it, and he heard he heard the the horn, and he was like, "Wait a minute, that went in." <laughs> I was like, "They really just blew that in the last five minutes." Regulation into OT. Brady, sure, because it is your turn. Welcome. It's the Blue Jackets thing to do it that way because they did it last but year. But at least they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I'm gonna say oh, so only last year. A... I mean, we did it last year. A lot they are they are down so, four to three right now yeah. to the Hurricanes I mean, with three minutes left in the second. Yeah. That's because the Blue Jackets are the most yeah, average team in the NFL. NFL? NHL. Let me. I mean. I'm pulling I mean, we're fourth in the division right now. I mean, at 7-5. Seven, 7-5-4. Five. Seven, five, and four. Count out. I mean. Where I expect them to be. I'm I'm expecting them being like in the middle of the pack in sweet game to play up like always because that's what the Blue Jackets yeah. do. Oh and uh, speaking of hockey, the game that was supposed to be tonight in Dallas between the Preds and the Stars got postponed to a winter storm in Dallas. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but winter storms in Texas don't usually <laughs> come together. You're delaying hockey for winter storms. Put them I outside; mean, they'll be fine. <laughs> Bro, it was it was like six degrees. I think it was that, yesterday. It was six degrees in Dallas. So fun. I was it's like, it was just colder in Texas and Ohio right now. What <laughs> what's going on? I was thinking bigger in Texas. Um, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, Blake, you don't really have a hockey team. Um, I did want to bring a, bring up a couple things in, um, yeah. in the um, NCAA men's basketball. Okay. I mean, we won't really talk too much about like the bracket or projections yet, but I just want to know. Well, first off, Jalen Johnson opted out of the rest of the year today from Duke and declared for the draft. That happened. I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't really believe either. College basketball is just a massive dumpster fire right now. Normally, it's Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Oh, facts. So, yeah, it's pretty much wide open this year. Like, and a lot of the brackets I've seen, I don't remember who the fourth one is, but I've seen Gonzaga, Ohio State, and Michigan as three of the one seeds. Oh, the, you do oh, realize right. it's Baylor's really not that wide Baylor's open, right? Baylor. Gonzaga and Baylor are that's the right, two yeah. only undefeated teams in the nation. I knew it was some. I knew it was one of those teams. Yeah, Baylor. I mean, like I know it's not wide open, but I mean, it's it's not it's not the stereotypical but, number yeah. ones. 
I mean, like, I mean, yeah, there's Gonzaga. I mean, ba- Baylor's usually up there. I mean, even sometimes Gonzaga's like a three seed. But I mean, like, ver- like I mean, Virginia. The last time they were the one seed, lost to Loyola Chicago. But I mean, usually, like, you have Duke, Kentucky, Villanova, Kansas, or North Carolina. Like, like usually, some of those teams in that mix are one seed. Excuse me, one seeds, and it's, like Clay said, it's literally a dumpster fire this year. So I'm I'm gonna say this this is probably the last question, or at least that I have. I don't know if you guys have any will have anything else after this, but I mean, I'm not sure exact. I think it's probably about a month until the actual tournament starts because it is February fifteenth. So I think it usually starts like mid March. Um, but. Well, a month left to go. To you, to you guys, who is a team that that you're going to be interested to watch come March? I'll just yes, thank right you. Oh, explain I, that's my answer. <laughs> I mean, they're actually a well balanced round team. Actually, I changed my answer. Mm. They're fun to watch. All right. Clinton, you changed your answer. What do you got? I I do. It's not very often that we see necessarily a local team, but I'm going to say a local team make the tournament. My Bowling Green Falcons actually have a legitimate chance to make the tournament. Really? So. So. I hope they do. This will all be decided obviously between now and the tournament. But if they keep winning, we have the all-time scoring leader for BGSU men's basketball. His name's Justin Turner. And, yeah, I think that he could absolutely lead us to a tournament appearance, and we'll see where it goes from there. If we get to the round of 32, cool. Sweet 16, that'd be incredible. So I was going to say, honestly, to me, if BG makes it and wins a game, that's an absolute win. If they make it in general, it's just a win. That's that's also true. I'm gonna say I I say I know my school will never step a March Madness tournament, but that's also because they're D three. One game at a time. Yeah. Um, Blake, what do you have? What do you have? Led by good old Luca Garza. I feel like Iowa can make a deep run. It's good. Yeah, because Luca Garza can just own the paint, and then he steals the attention of the defense, <laughs> and they have guys that can he drain can threes. threes. He doesn't even have to own the paint; he can own everything. And then, and then Blake, Blake, uh, we were talking about Ohio State actually ourselves, and Blake, you said what? EJ Liddell, and who was the other one that have actually played really well this year that no one was anticipating? Justice suing. He's a graduate transfer. Yes, isn't he? I believe so. And then you had a number one graduate tra- transfer yeah. that town who's been hurt like most of the year. Yeah. He doesn't even play that much. Yeah, that's another thing. But could you imagine if Caleb Wesson didn't declare for the draft? Yeah, Matt, Matt that's, yeah, that's another would, thing we need to do. one never gotten episode. Gotten episode. All right, Matt, what do you got? Yeah, let's get, let's get one at a time first. Let's... Well, I'm excited <laughs> to see uh, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky play in the lower-level tournaments. <laughs> oh, 
would love to see like the three of them plus Louisville be I think it's the NIT. in the final four of Oh shoot, I don't even remember what the tournament's called. Yeah, it's been IT. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dang. Kentucky wouldn't even win a game. They're that bad. They have six. Well, not take the day. Kentucky couldn't even. That'd be wild. Win an yeah. NIT game. They'll, they'll probably the they, they'll, they'll be the Virginia to uh, Bowling Green's version of Loyola Chicago. Oh yeah, you're right. It was UMBC. I thought it was Loyola. Who did Loyola Chicago UMBC? beat? Or did they just did they just made the final four? That's right. It was U. It was UMBC. Usually right. a middle. They made it, it to the, the final Golden four. Retrievers. That's right. UMBC Golden Retrievers. Yeah, they made it to the Thank final you, four though, like two years ago. But I mean, I think Texas Tech. I mean, Texas, like they made a pretty solid run a couple years ago. But um. I mean, I th- I think Texas Tech will make another deep run this year. Mm. They they were pretty exciting to watch, so that's not. A... I mean, I I definitely think they'll, they'll at least pick. be in the lead eight. Fair enough. I mean, the last March Madness game was the championship game when they played Virginia, and as a junior winning it all. I don't have Virginia making it out of the round of sixteen. I... I think it's a little early to be predicting yeah, probably where teams are going to end up, guys. We still got over a month's worth of season to get through. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is true. Absolutely. Um, uh, Ohio, State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. High stakes game. Oh, it'd be exciting. And uh, yeah, High State has to play like Michigan, Illinois, and, uh, and In Iowa. case any of you guys had him in fantasy, Joella Beat has, oh. has been ruled out tonight. I didn't uh, have him, so we're good. Yeah, he, he has – Embiid hasn't played against Utah either time. And it kind of makes me mad because I'm like – Carson probably I'll, had him. I won't know if we can actually beat Philadelphia when they have Embiid. Because, like, I, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, well, I think I'm. Be- I'm not gonna lie to you. I love Gobert, but I'm beat bully though. That'd be a good bully matchup, Gobert and Embiid. Make him look silly. Don't get me wrong. Great defender and all, but I still think I still think Embiid would out out duel Gobert. Do you guys have anything else? Nope. Um. All right. Um, well. Good. This has been episode nine of the Hot Take Sports Podcast. Make nope. sure to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Hot, Hot Take Sports 16. Make sure to follow our affiliates at the Cleveland Browns fan on Instagram, posting daily Browns content. Give us a follow. By, I'm going to say, uh, presented by your Julie Clayton Scalina. And we, we already thank Brock, but we'll say and it again. Thank you, Blake, thank, thank for you joining us Brock. today. Say we we love having guests on the podcast. So, I think that's all. Do you guys all have anything else? This has been episode nine. We're out.